Welcome, everyone, to another episode of the Codex Podcast. I'm your host, Sonny Kruger. With me, as usual, is my co-host, Jamie Wojcik. How's it going, guys? Another episode, another fantastic show for all of you. That's right. Episode 17, and we will be reviewing Mephisto Versus. We'll be going over comic book news, as usual, Venom Breaking Records, the Scarlett Johansson lawsuit being settled, Moon Knight uh, finishing up filmmaking, and Blade 2's release date. Quite a bit of other stuff as well. We'll be going. Over, we'll have another segment of Do You Know Me versus Jamie. We'll be going over our works. We're going over the topic of the week since it is October. I picked out what horror villain would you like to see in comic books like Marvel, DC, and Image. So, well, we had a great pre-show today. We're talking about some of our upcoming projects, talking about things upcoming for the Codex Podcast, decoding panels. Yeah, yeah, decoding origins. Yeah, but yeah, but we'll get on to that more in our works. That we will. So now we get on to our first comic news: Venom Two, Let There Be Carnage, breaking some records. Jamie, tell us about yeah, it. Yeah, opening weekend, it broke the original for the first uh, movie, and it just makes me more excited to go see it. Uh, as I said earlier. In the pre-show, if you didn't catch it, catch it over at twitch.tv slash podcast so you guys could find out what I'm talking about. But I'll kind of give you a summary right now. Um, it is October 6th, so for those who are seeing this on Saturday when it is uploaded to YouTube, you guys can know. Um, I'm going to see it tomorrow, finally, and we'll be doing a whole review. But this is just making me more excited to go see it. Uh, there's been so many great reviews, but it's weird because Venom... The first Venom didn't get the greatest reviews of all time. It was more of like an audience review, which is what I usually go by when I'm looking at like Rotten Tomato and whatnot. But this one has got, the reviews are outstanding, don't get me wrong, but there's so much mixed review. Like, there's so many people being like, this movie is amazing, and then others are just like, why why did I waste my money? And it, it, it kind of sets you back, but you got to, Go into this knowing that this isn't a Spider-Man film, people. Like, again, this is a Venom movie. Depending on if we... I've been staying away from spoilers for everybody who knows. So if you drop those in the comments, I'm going to close my eyes and hit delete. <laughs> and whether or not there's anything to do with them in there, I don't want to know. So, but going into this, you got to realize that it's just Venom and Carnage. And that is it. So you're probably going to get a different story being told of how everyone got their symbiote, all this. I'm going in there with that mindset. I used to be the person where, you know, I'd go into a movie and be like, this is so wrong. This isn't the character. And then I just started realizing that it's, you know, movies and they can change anything they want. And no one has to really care because they're still making money for you paying to go see it. But yeah, they're they're breaking records and I want to see where they're at by the time it's over to see if those numbers still match up to what we got from the first movie. 
Yeah. Yeah. So I found out, yeah, that over the, the weekend it had beaten Black Widow's record and made over 90 million. And actually, it's like the second most popular uh, October release of a weekend. Only behind one book, uh, behind one book, only behind one movie, and that is Joker. Yeah. So, I mean, it's be hard to beat the Joker, but they said it, you know, it did better than the last Venom did. It's beaten Black Widow, the highest grossing weekend of any movie during the pandemic. So, that's great. That's a good sign. And then, like you said, like we just, we've come to just know that it's a movie. It's better to go into the movie knowing, okay, it's not going to be 100% accurate to the comics because, uh, like you as well, I would get mad at things that that doesn't go right. How could this character be like that and then that? But when I was just like, okay, you know what? Just enjoy it just as a movie alone. Try not to compare it to the comics. Then I'm able to enjoy them a lot more. 100% true. So it should be good. I'm excited to see it. And I agree with you on people. If they want to post spoilers, feel free to to delete those comments. I won't argue with you at all. Oh, yeah. No, I do. I've literally silenced everything that has to do with the tags of Venom carnage venom let there be carnage on all my social medias because i don't want to know i posted one on my personal page because i was so excited to go see it um was the trailer like that 30 second snippet we got of both of them and that was it like i don't want to know i don't want to see i don't care to know or see i want to actually have the experience of being there so yeah well enjoy i hope i get to see it soon uh and i hope you do get to see it soon hopefully it all goes well, and you see it, and then you don't spoil it for me. Cause oh, I'm texting you gonna like be, the movie. It's going to be kind of hard to do this show if I have your number blocked. Yeah, right? I mean, it's like it's kind of blocked right now. You don't answer as it is. So. <laughs> well, it'll truly be blocked <laughs> if, if I see a spoiler. Just hashtag blocked yet again. Yeah. Hashtag blocking my co-host. <laughs> and with that, we move on to... Unless there's anything else you'd like to say. Oh, no, I got nothing. I got, I, I, I let it all out there. Good. Now we move on to the topic we've been talking about for quite a while now. Scarlett Johansson lawsuit with Disney. Well, it's been settled. Finally, it could end. It was talked about being going to go on for years. But it's settled. It's over. And now both parties, Scarlett Johansson and Disney are saying, oh, we've worked it out. We're looking forward to working together again. I've heard that they paid Scarlett Johansson originally like $20 million, And then after the lawsuit, I'm hearing she got somewhere around $40 million extra on top of it. I don't know how true that is, but to think. I think I read the same all article. Money, yeah, to get $20 million and then say, you know what? I'm going to sue you. I, I should get more. But it's probably her, her people like, hey, well, you can get money off of this. And she's probably just like, sure, cool. Get me more money. And then, it, yeah, but it's worked out. So the lawsuit's settled Scarlett Johansson will still be working with Disney Marvel and or I really don't know how much more she has left with Marvel but with Disney yeah she's set to now be again working with them on their Tower of Terror movie I don't know when the release date of that is scheduled to be because I'm I'm sure this lawsuit threw things back but that settled the conclusion of the Scarlett Johansson lawsuit it's done any last minute uh, any last things you have to say about it I am just over it like i am completely like we this this has taken up like six episodes of this news (laughs) and it you know i'm glad it's over not just because of the fact that i'm tired of seeing it 
but also because of the fact that I think the world is tired of seeing it as well. And it, it stems so much out of it, like that other people were coming forward and then other people realized that how stupid that it was and then just backed out and went, eh, it's cool. No worries. We're, we're still getting paid. So, yeah. I mean, good for her to get the extra money. Good for her to be part of Disney still and have that working relationship. But you know they're going to sit back and kind of worry about every little move they make with her now. There isn't yeah. going to be that trust that they had at the, through, I don't know how many films she was in, uh, like seven of them or eight. And na- now you got to continue to work with somebody that's like, I sued you. Ha. Huh? Like, yeah, I'd be I'd be holding back a little bit, too, on what you're going to be getting and make sure everything that I've written is clear. Definitely. So, yeah, that's, I mean, the end of the Scar Joe scandal. I'm happy. Yes, it's over. We can bury it. Bury it right in my backyard. It's over. Now, we move on to some good news. News I am excited to talk about, and I'm sure we'll be talking about it more, is uh, the Moon Knight. Uh, the, it's finishing. The finish, rap, filming is wrapping up. Filming is wrapping up for Moon Knight. Jamie, I'll let you take it away since I know you love Moon Knight. Yeah, um, and just to let anyone know, if they do hear noises, we had trees cut down and people are just loading them in the back of their truck right now. So it's going to be, if you hear bangs, that's what that is. It isn't, you know, me throbbing my head against something. Um, oh, I hear yeah. it. I heard the So let's try this. From the trees. Yeah, unfortunately, that's what it's from. Um, but no, uh, yeah, Moon Knight, he, oh, dude, I i'm excited like and it was funny because i when i was reading it 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 stemmed from one of the people that were actually doing like uh what do you call it like production on the show it wasn't like the director the producer anybody like that it was just someone that was i think they were just doing the filming like the editing process and like tweeted out that they wrapped and it just went nuts so everyone's trying to like speculate now when the show's going to come out and I hope the sooner, but I want pristine, like, Moon Knight. I don't care about anything else. That's what I want. Like, it, the, I want this to be, like, as much as I hate when people are like, I'm a big fan of so-and-so. Oh, what'd you read? No, I've seen the movie or the show. This is the show that I'd probably be like, all right, I got you. No worries. <laughs> like, I understand 110%. So, yeah, no, I'm... I'm happy that it's gonna uh, be coming out hopefully by the mid maybe summer next year i would assume in my mind that that'd be a timetable for him or earlier but hopefully hopefully they just take their time i just i want the best out of this because yeah this this one they they gotta get right like i can understand venom and all that but don't screw a moon knight for me or i will unsubscribe to disney in a heartbeat I'm sure they'll be devastated. I know that one. That one dude that wrote <laughs> uh, a podcast. It doesn't, you know, mean anything to him. But I get what you mean to like. I'd rather have them take their time and make it as close to perfect as possible, as opposed to rushing it and then it not being so good. So I'm looking forward to it. Hopefully, it is. Hopefully, it is a great one. And us true comic book fans are the most people pleased by it. Right. Exactly. And that that. And from what I've read, and from what I've seen so far. They're playing it close knit to the comic. I don't know which one they were going with, but I any of them work for me. Cool. 
Cool. We, we shall see. And we'll keep you updated. I'm sure there'll be more comic news, obviously, on the Moon Knight series as our episodes go along. Mm-hmm. And now we move on to, you know, my favorite series, X-Men. So an important scene in the X-Men uh, continuation has been is being altered or rewritten. Uh, this mentions Inferno number one that's just coming out. In Inferno number one, they have changed, they've rewritten a scene that was originally done in House of X number two. And in the scene in House of X number two, it is that Destiny, who works at Freedom Force, at Mystique, Blob, and all of them, and Destiny, she hasn't been in the uh, animated series, she wasn't in the movies. I think she's a pretty cool character. I'd like to see one day in more stuff. She sees the future. And she's seeing Myra McTaggart, I guess. I'm trying to keep my. I was trying to. I was reading the article. I'm trying to wrap my head around it all. And they're saying Myra McTaggart of all these different universes and Destiny sees like ten different ways, ten different like futures of her. It's like possibly eleven. I don't know how that. It's is. like a Doctor Strange thing. Yeah, one of those things. <laughs> so, then she has Pyro kill Myra McTaggart and burn her, but the scene's being rewritten to have more added to it. To change it a little bit up. I have not read it, so I'm not too sure exactly how how changed it is. But we shall see. Like I said, with X-Men, it seems so, when I hear about it, that there's just so many universes now. You're not sure who is who. Like you said, it's pretty much like a you know, uh, Doctor Strange thing. With all these multiverses, it's pretty much madness. It, yeah, and that's, but, that's exactly what it is the whole time. Like there, When Hickman came in, he basically... Stop the whole any hero can die. They they came up with a way to fix that where none of them, even if they did die, they just were back right away. Um, but yeah, with the whole uh, rewriting of the scene, I don't know exactly what it was for or altered or rescripted for particularly, but I think it'd probably be a good move. I know Hickman's writing and how his brain works with writing, I want to say, because I've read a lot of Hickman. Um, so if he's making changes in something, it's for the better, not the worst. Like if they said that, I don't know, um, for instance, like Teeny Howard was rewriting. I don't know a lot of Teeny Howard. I know that he wrote Thanos, but other than that, don't really know. Um, so that would be cause for concern on such a big book. Um, but with this, it's, I, I have trust in what they're doing. I have, uh, I don't. There, there's a lot that's dumped into you within House of X and Powers of Ten, and then all this, uh, all the like adjacent X Men characters that have their own like Marauders, X Force. Uh, I forget all the other ones because there's so so many, and, and that's why can't blame you for. And that's many. why uh, Hickman brought it all back together, but. For having that big of a universe, if he's doing one minor change, there's a reason. So I, I'm yeah. I'm I'm all for it. Most people will probably be like, I don't can't believe they're doing this already through the first issue. Nah, you're good. You got Hickman. Pump the brakes. Yeah, you're gonna be great. No worries. I agree with you. Well, if somebody wants to keep us up to date with all this X Men stuff and fill me in, feel free to message us or comment. To kind of keep us in the loop about all these many worlds they got. But like I said, I feel confident that Jonathan Hickman knows what he's doing. And now we move on to Keanu Reeves' Berserker show 
getting the Batman writer, Mitch and Tomlin working on it. Jamie, I'll let you take yeah, it away. Yeah, I'm excited for this. I, I'm loving Berserker. I'm loving the idea of it. It's like John Wick meets Diablo, the video game. It, it's just, it's nonstop brutal action. Them bringing it, I think as Netflix is taking it, yep. is uh, outstanding to me. Like, you're going to be able to do so much more now with the character than if you were going to put it on something like, I don't know, uh, Spike or whatever Spike is now. So, um, it it's only six issues right now. I think it's a 12-issue maxi-series. And it's already been greenlit and they're working on it. Yeah. It, it's crazy. And I don't, I, I don't remember if Keanu Reeves is going to be the main in the show which I don't think so. But if he is, it's alluded to him. He looks just like the guy. Like they made it. it yeah, it's, it's just, it, it's, it's him. him. Like why, why not? But yeah. you know, it, having that Batman writer on there or the Batman writer, I'm trying to say it correctly for people that get mad, which Batman writer are you talking about? Well, I'm talking about the one with Battison. So the Batman, um, or the Batman director. It, I think it's going to be something to watch out for. And I think he's going to, change a lot of people's perspective on more indie stuff as we go on because there's so much stuff coming from indie titles it's crazy like you were just we were just talking about brian k vaughn he's got two shows in the works from two of his comics well why the last man premiered but like paper girls for instance never thought we were going to get a paper girls never in a million years yeah. i think we we're going to get paper girls i don't think we're ever going to get saga because that's really messed up but um like so many shows now, so many green lights. Like I know one, for example, is Undiscovered Country. They got green light. It's written by Scott Snyder. Yeah, Scott Snyder. I always get Zach and Scott messed up, but they got green lit. And the issue, I think we're on issue sixteen, seventeen, and it's okay. an ongoing series, so it's not ending anytime soon. Cool. Yeah, and I heard with Berserker that it's gonna have a live action and it's gonna have an animated. So. They're going to have two things going on at yes. once. I don't know if it's going to be a movie and a show or two shows. But yeah, that's pretty cool. And like I said, to only be six issues in and already get that much. Well, when you're Keanu Reeves, you can pretty much walk on water yeah. and people would be like, yep, he's Jesus. Like, it, no, it, it, it. with him, anything's possible. Like said, he, he wanted to make a comic and he's got a comic. And now, yeah, he, like you said, looks just like him. So I hope he at least plays the character in one of the you know, versions right, of but it. like uh, real quick side tangent because we always go on them, and I know how much everyone loves them. Um, like the interiors looks nothing like him. Like the interior pages, it's oh. only the covers they make him look like him. Like there was some variants that had him look oh, like John Wick, with just straight up, uh, tactical armor on, and it looked great. And then you open it, it's like this really doesn't look like him. Oh, so, okay. it, so it, yeah. it's a little bit of a yeah, flip. Pretty, I guess it's but people cheap. are buying them yeah, for the covers, like that. And, yeah. and that's another thing, like we talked about, I think, in a previous episode with the whole Wonder Woman and Darkseid thing. It's a speculation type thing. What do you, yeah. you can't really do much with it. So, I'm waiting. I can't wait for the show. So. Yeah. Well, there you go. There's the Berserker. And now we were mentioning the Batman. So now I can tell you that the Batman has already got a green light for the sequel to come out. So, the, the movie The Batman is supposed to come out. Right now, it's scheduled for spring of 2022, and there's already green light for the for the sequel. And then we already talked about before that they're already working on multiple spinoff shows, like the Penguin, 
But I must say, I'm not surprised that a sequel already got a, a green light because people, you pretty much already know it's a Batman movie. It's going to gross a lot of money. So I'm not surprised to hear that. What about you? I'm not surprised to hear it. I've From the pre-screenings that we got, so from the if it, for those that don't know, they did do pre-screenings, like I think it was a month ago, a month or two. Um, don't quote me on that, but I, I know there was pre-screenings because it blew up all over social media. Um, but from the reviews I saw, that first I think it's almost up to three hours long for the first movie so obviously you're gonna be there a bit so bathroom breaks are are required um and then secondly the way that people were talking about the movie they were saying it's like a mix of horror thriller and crime it's a it uh the dude who plays the riddler i can never say his name um but he was in a bunch of in is it paul, yeah, paul Dano? Dano. there you go because it I, for some reason those two words don't register in my brain like I can't put those two together for the life of me. Um, but they said he was the most sadistic villain they've ever seen as playing the Riddler. Like, and you know, for anybody that's older, like us two, um, we had Jim Carrey. So being sadistic and being the Riddler are kind of uh, a different side of things. <laughs> yeah, it'd be interesting. And he, like I said, he's a great actor. So I've seen plenty of things from the the girl next door in a comedy. It's a uh, there will be blood. Mm-hmm. So he's yeah he's I think yeah. he's gonna do a great job. With and the they were raving over uh, Badison, and I think the other one was Jeffrey Wright's Commissioner Gordon. They said he did an outstanding job, and that makes me even more excited because I do like him. So I'm not surprised that this got greenlit for a second one. From the premise that I was reading, this is supposed to be uh, based off a long Halloween. Yeah, I and too, yeah. even with the animated show or uh, movies, they broke it into two parts. So, which are on HBO Max, by the way. Now, I did not know that because I went out and bought them anyways. But I'm still glad I bought them because now I have them in my collection, and I am a happy, yeah. happy, happy nerd fan. So, um, I wouldn't see why they wouldn't put it into two parts. I would love to see more unique villains rather than the ones we usually get. Honestly, I'm 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 jokered out, so I I don't think we need another Joker in there. It, it it'd be cool if they it was the right casting, but right now I don't think it's the time to put another Joker into the, that movie. But whoever the next set of villains is, make them someone we've never seen on screen. Yeah, I'd love to see uh, Clayface or even Man Bad. As, uh, Ron Perlman is Clayface. Just like when he did his voice acting for him. He did his voice in the show. Yeah, so he's still around. He still does stuff, so I wouldn't mind that. He's a great voice for him, and Clayface is a good good character, especially if it's going more down a a darker path, you know, if they're going with a darker theme for the Batman movies this time. So I wouldn't mind seeing Clayface, or like I said, Man-Bat. We shall see. And that's that. Now on to more dark movies. We're going to Daywalker, the vampire hunter himself, Blade, getting a release date. Yeah, uh, so everyone was upset that we didn't have a release date for Blade. We had all these other movies already scheduled. We know the time frame, or at least a gist of what the time frame looks like for Phase 4. Right, Phase 4? Yeah, Phase 4. There's so many phases now, um, it just escapes every time I try to keep up. Um. But with Blade, no, they never saw like when it was going to be scheduled, when it was going to be out. But we finally got 
an idea of it. And then we got the full confirmation, which as of right now, this is the date. So everybody that's going to jump in comments or whatever you guys want to do, as of right now, it's October 7th of next year. So a year and a day from today, which is October 6th again. Um, and I'm actually excited because I didn't think we we're going to get this for another at least two years. Like, not two years, like 2023. Yeah. So, for me, I, I'm, I'm excited. Again, with everything going on in the world, I don't believe the date. But if it holds steady, I'm excited. Because that, to me, that's the perfect Halloween movie to go take. So, I'm going to go see or to go see by yourself. Or just to, you know, reminisce about what possibly could happen on Halloween. And you have this character that just it kills vampires. So, perfect. It works in the world. Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited for it. Um, like I said, I don't, I'm not trying to think too much about the release date because like so many things get pushed back, especially with it being about, like, you know, like a, a darker movie for more like, you know, vampire hunting. I hope if they push it back that it's not like, oh, we have to wait till the next Halloween, you know, October. Yeah. It'd be stupid know. if it was a Christmas movie. I'm just saying. Like, like they're like, oh, we're pushing it <laughs> yeah, back. It's October Christmas. 24th. This Christmas. Yeah. blade <laughs> yeah but uh yeah I, i'd love the blade movies blade 2 is one of my favorite marvel movies one of my favorite action movies one of my favorite vampire movies so hopefully it's close to as good as blade 2 because that was one that i have in my collection that i've watched many times one of my favorites and i'm sure Mahershala ali will do a great job he's a terrific oh actor. yeah I, I don't doubt so him he, he definitely at all i think yeah. he's gonna like just completely nail the performance. I think it was he literally walked in. I think Kevin Feige had an interview and he said he just walked in, and told him he wanted to be Blade, and Kevin Feige's like, "All right." Yeah, I can't really argue with that because he's gonna—he's definitely gonna kill the part. Man. Yeah, and some vampires. Oh yeah, hopefully many. Hopefully there's, hopefully he's cutting heads off left and right. That would be the dream. Yeah. Well. Now we move on to the Guardians of the Galaxy. Now, I didn't realize this until just not too long ago. The Guardians of the Galaxy will have a holiday special called the Guardians of the, Gal- called the, Guardians of the Galaxy Holiday Special, and it will come out at the end of 2022. And James Gunn has said that one of the greatest characters in the MCU will be introduced in that holiday special, and then it will kind of get everybody ready for Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, which is set to come out in 2023. Mm-hmm. Now, it's pretty exciting news. A lot of people are wondering who the characters are going to be. I was seeing pictures. I saw one picture even had Santa Claus. Nope. <laughs> so I don't think that would be the character. Some people are saying Nova. Some people are saying, will this introduce Silver Surfer? I think that's a good pick. Possibly Silver Surfer. Adam Warlock is my pick. I, that, is, that is my pick as well. That, that That's what, as soon as I thought. Because they didn't give it to him when he was in the cocoon. Like, and they're like, oh, it's, you know, whoever. And they didn't say his name. And they just kind of like alluded to it. And everyone knew. Everybody knew. But we haven't heard a thing about him. So if that's the case, yes, I am 100%, uh, 98.7% sure that it is him. And I hope it's him. Yeah. So please let it be him. Me too. (laughs) 
Yeah, like I said, I had him as one of my, uh, I picked him as one, one of the most underrated characters. And even at the end of Guardians of the Galaxy, Vom 2, at uh, the post credit scene, I'm trying to remember who it was, his mob, but, you know, she's gold, obviously, and she says, I'll name him Adam. So I was all excited. And then quite a few movies have been going by, and like I said, there's been no mention of him. So hopefully, I'm hoping that is the character, that it is Adam Warlock. I'm also hoping that this holiday special is not as bad as the Star Wars holiday special that they got so many years ago. Because I watched that and I was, I didn't yeah, see it. Don't. It's, they they even tell like every actor tells you not to even see it. So, it's like uh, Ryan Reynolds telling you not to watch Green Lantern or X Men Origins. So, yeah, I, I I'm a I, dude like just to have that be amazing. Um, but if I had to make a second pick, I would like it to be Silver Surfer, so that way it ties into something with Galactus and the Fantastic Four. And I will leave my comments at that because I don't want to keep going into it and people be mad. So oh, that will be awesome too. All right, man. So that is our comic book news for this week. You know, next week we'll have plenty more to talk about because I'm sure a lot more will happen. And now it's back to do you know? So I'm up at 3-2. Mm-hmm. Last week we were 1-1. One and one. and now this week I will let you start the questions. Okay. So, you're fr- are, now are we still going me all the questions and you all the questions? Well, you won, me won. Yeah, we do it that way. Switch off. Switch off. Um, so, first question. Which superhero has an advanced ability to live forever? He attempts to kill himself many times in the comic book only to come back to life. Deadpool. Mm-mm. I'll give you. I'll give you two more, just because I, I care. Oh, two more. Okay. So you said the character they've tried to kill themselves. Yes, they have times? tried to kill themselves multiple times in the comic, but always come back to life. Always come back. I do not know at all. You give. I'll let you, uh, Okay, so uh, it's Mr. Immortal. And I vaguely remember Mr. Immortal only because of the fact that I do remember that being the first instance for me seeing something like that. And then everyone else had a regenerative ability like Deadpool, Wolverine, uh, Lobo, and they'd come back with a, a cell. So he kind of kicked off that whole, I, to me, that whole idea of bringing everybody back from the dead every time. Cool. I'm not too familiar with Mr. Immortal. I'll have to... A little bit more research. uh, Check out some of his stuff. Yeah, check out some of his stuff. Uh, What is he mainly in? Uh, I'm trying to think of what is the first appearance of him. Because... I mean, is he DC, Marvel? DC. Okay. But yeah, no, it's... I think it's a great character to start with, like, thinking of, so... Cool. Well, Jamie, now I move us to Marvel. And how we were talking about decoding origins, mm-hmm. we mentioned that we will be doing the character Dazzler. Oh dear so, God, this is a Dazzler question. Yes. Interesting question. In the Marvel graphic novel, Dazzler the movie, Dazzler, do you know this? Do you know the Elton John song that Dazzler sings? I hate you. Like, burning passion. Um, that's why that's what makes it. Good I know, for the show. I know. Uh, 
give me a minute. I'm thinking because there's a couple that are <sighs> Rocket Man. No, Dazzler does not sing about being a Rocket I know. Man. I, I, the song. I, I, yeah, I. For some reason, I was thinking you were gonna guess. I Rocket know that's Man, the only. It's the most song uh, song. I don't know, Piano Man. <laughs> Something to do with man because it's Piano uh, Man. <laughs> Wrong artist. I know. But the song, the Elton John song that Dazzler sings in Dazzler, the movie is I'm Still Standing. Okay, yeah, I don't know it, so you, you got me there. When Maybe when you hear the song, you might have been like, you know what, I've heard this song Probably, because that's how most of my but, life is, is where I hear stuff like on the radio and, again, sign touching. And it literally like doesn't, re- like doesn't resonate with me, and then I'll see it on like Spotify on my playlist, and I'll be like, um, oh, this is <laughs> like... So, yeah, remember that. So, we've got to start registering some things from this episode. Remember, Paul Dano is playing the rhythm. Yeah, I'll never get that. You're going to have to still standing the entire time. All right. I'm gonna, I have to send you that song. I'm still standing. So, it could haunt you forever. I'll play it while I work out, I guess. Um, yeah. It's a yes, perfect workout song. I'm yeah. still standing. So, surprisingly. Make sure when you go to the gym, make sure everybody could hear that yeah. that's what you're rocking we'll Walk in to. there with some, like, uh, Ric Flair robe. It'd be great. Okay, Sonny. So Perfect. this one you're probably going to get because I always throw an easier one in there for you because I do care at some point, unlike you. Um, Sonny, do you know what is the name of the alien Green Lantern that gave Hal Jordan his ring? Eben Sir. There you go. Got it. Yeah, now Sonny's going to give me one. Ooh. An issue... <laughs> 126 of X-Men, page 13, panel two. <laughs> what are they doing? No, no, no. Not that. But now I have to talk to you about... It is October, so I have the perfect excuse to mention my book called Killing Set in Motion. I thought we talked no more books. <laughs> Hold on, because it goes to the comics. So... The main character is a serial killer. That's what it's about. His name is Lance, and his last name goes with a Marvel supervillain. Oh, because, yeah, I, I remember. Do you know the villain? No. It's a villain we've been talking about Mephisto. for a while. No, it is not. Mephisto. I, like I said, dude, like when it comes to your book, that, that does not count for me. It only counts <laughs> in... The comic book world. <laughs> but it's yeah, comic book world. So his name is Lance Carnage. Okay. Yeah, I didn't get that one. There you go. Uh, yeah, I was like, I was like yeah, maybe you can guess. Because it's kind of obviously random. But like I said, it goes at We're talking about Venom, Let There Be Carnage. I'm subtracting a point away from you for this. <laughs> okay. Right. Your turn. Sonny, do you know? Do you know what color of kryptonite that is the only one that's harmful to Bizarro? What to Bizarro? I'm going to say red kryptonite. No, it's blue. Blue kryptonite. Okay. Yeah. So, woohoo! You didn't get that one. <laughs> well, now now I know about blue kryptonite. Yeah, I mean, okay. There's, uh, honestly, there's so many. Like people always resonate with green. And red, preferably. Yeah. But there's... I mean, you've seen Smallville, too. 
remember how many colors there was yeah. it was like the <laughs> rainbow like yeah i love when they'd be on the red kryptonite and they do all this stuff and then when it was all settled they'd say it's oh i'm sorry I, I did this i destroyed these buildings and all that and they'd say it's okay you weren't yourself yeah, just, just just and all was settled just walk it off you're gonna be fine everyone yep. can build job security okay. so yeah still love smallville well speaking of shows about coming of age we mentioned you told me to bring it up last week are you ready for this one, Jamie? Absolutely not. Are you really hate Is me. Is it a series about a series? Oh, oh, no. Okay. We're talking about Dawson's Creek. Oh, okay. I guess I screwed up there. Okay, Jamie. I'll let you lead this one off. So I will ask you, do you want to go with Marvel or DC? I mean, I got to go with Holmes or DC. Okay. Then when it comes to DC... So Dawson's Creek has two leading ladies. One dated somebody. One play obviously they play characters. One played a character is the love interest in somebody in a Marvel movie. The other plays the love interest in a DC movie. Only one. Batman begins. But so there you go. I was gonna say who is the love interest. Dude, it, I, I was it. about to say I, I didn't I was about to say I don't have an answer and then I forgot that they switched for the Dark Knight, because I was about to say Dark Knight, and I was be like, "No, that's not it." But yeah, so you got see, it. So I somebody do. Has been watching this no, Dawson's because Creek, I do love Katie Holmes. He knows that Katie Holmes. Yeah, so you love Dawson's Creek, and you know that Katie Holmes played Rachel in the Batman Begins, and was the love interest of Batman. I thought we were going like full another book, and I was gonna be like, "I quit." <laughs> so there we go. Today again, one on one. So now it's what four three. I got the Evan Sir question. Four okay. three. So I got the Evan Sir question, and Jamie got the Dawson's Creek question. I'm glad you did your research. I didn't on have to do research. I just knew that she was in there. I'd never seen an episode of that show in my life. Mm-hmm. I know. Never sure. seen Sex in the City either. You should. I don't. You should. Well, there we go. Next week. No, I don't. I really don't think there's anything with Sex in the City that I'd be able to relate to comic books. Maybe you find a way. You 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 find a Maybe, twist. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, this actor appeared in there, and he also appeared in there. But for now, there we go. That is our do you know? Like I said, today one one overall, four and three. Thank you, Evan, sir, for uh, letting me get at least one today. Yeah, you're welcome. See, I at least give you an easy one. You just don't give me anything. You're just like, yeah. I knew you. I knew you would do your research on Dawson's yeah. Creek. You got it. Before I finish the question, you nailed yeah, it. I only knew because of one person. <laughs> if I didn't know who, if I didn't know who she was, there was no way I was getting that answer at all. Who was the Marvel one, by the way? Michelle Williams, who is the loving just of Venom. Oh, okay, okay, cool. Because I was like, what? <laughs> yeah. So there you go. I was either I was gonna go with Michelle, either yeah, Marvel. The Loving Just of Venom, or do you see The Loving Just of Batman? So, there we go. Do You Know is in the books. And now, our new segment. I was telling you about this, Jamie. Dreamland. So, Jamie, uh, every now and then, I would love to have dreams about more comic books. But maybe like a week ago or something like that, I had this dream. And it was about 
I was watching a trailer, and in the dream I was so excited, and I woke up excited, even though it was just a dream. And it was that there's a new Spider-Man movie, and it was a trailer for... It's about the Sinister Six, and what I remember is Spider-Man had the, the symbiote... He had the symbiote um, suit on as he was fighting, and him and Craven the Hunter were fighting, like all over New York, and it was just, they were destroying everything, fighting. And then I'm trying to remember who else was in there, but I remember Shocker was in there, and Shocker, he had the colors of Shocker, but for some reason, over his mask, you could see his beard fully, so it was kind of weird. Yeah, but I was really excited about the Spider Man fighting Craven, and I was like, man. Maybe one day we will get that Sinister Six movie. But it was pretty cool to see a trailer in my dream. And then I'm like, now I want to have more superhero and comic book dreams. And then now I ask you, you have any superhero dreams? No, I have a lot of dreams about this show and what we need to do for it. So, I mean, that's about as far as you get. I mean, not just this show, but the multiple shows we run over on our YouTube channel that, you know, the Codex podcast. Um, Go check it out because there's a lot. Um, But yeah, I... Usually, if I'm, I, I don't dream much. I mean, I have daydreams, if that counts, but nothing in particular for that instance. But yeah, no, most of it's just uh, what we're gonna do here. <laughs> tell us about one of those dreams. Like, tell me about a dream that you had about the our show. promos. I called, but like the dream, ca- like talk us through the dream. I called you about it. In the dream, what happened? I just said, I told you, we, me and you went back and forth in promos about, like, you were doing your whole 80s thing, like some woo, energetic Ric Flair stuff, and I was basically Attitude Era. And that's what we did. What exactly did you do? I'm trying to figure, like, I'm trying to picture this dream, like, what were you saying in your Attitude I, Era? I don't, I don't remember because uh, it was so long promo. ago, but it was just, like, I felt like, the only reason I incorporated the ladder is I thought I could do something cool with it, and I didn't do anything cool with it. That was it. Your yours, yours was just like you being energetic and just like basically telling me how you're gonna rip me apart, and you did just that. It it was great and good for you. But for me, I was I, I had this idea, and then I just kind of went away because I couldn't remember it anymore. Oh, well, next time maybe you'll jump off. I, it. That'd be a great way to end the video. At this point, phase first. There you go. Yeah. See, everyone's got a dream. Yeah, we got a dream, and every now and then we go to Dreamland. And like I said, if it goes to comics or the show, let's yeah, let's bring it up. Well, there you go. There's our first segment of Dreamland. Now let's go on to On the Hunt. Jamie, I've been on the hunt for this book. Have you heard of What If Rick James had become the yes. Hulk? Do you have it? I have to check my catalog, but no, I don't, I, I doubt, I, I don't think I do. I think I've got like, maybe like five, no, maybe like 10 what ifs, but I don't think I have that one. I think I got like, what if Hulk killed Wolverine? Okay. I think I had, but have you ever, I've seen the cover of it and it looks funny. Like, like, have you ever seen it like in the store? I, yeah. I've seen it multiple times, but it's expensive. You've seen that Butterfield James? Yeah, there's. I think they, they got one at my shop. They even have your shop. I think they got one at my shop. Well, I've got to see that. Because, welcome to a new segment. The new segment, Tricking Jamie. There is no What If Rick oh, James. Oh, no. no uh, about, what do you call Hulk. it? What's his name? Uh, <laughs> what If Rick Jones was the Incredible yeah. Hulk. Okay. <laughs> 
So pretty crazy to make James. I just know that I know the cover you're talking about. I saw about. the Photoshop cover. I saw the Photoshop cover though. That's uh, first. I did see the uh, there is a Photoshop. You can look it up online. What if Rick James? No, I know. I know the comic you're talking about. The though. There is a what if for uh. What if Rick Jones? Yes. Become, yeah, his partner Rick I, Jones. Yeah, and then somebody edited um, it and photoshopped it. Photoshopped and made it Rick James. <laughs> yeah. No, I know, but I know exactly who you're talking about. I just didn't put two and two together because I saw I did see the same thing, so that's why I thought, yeah, I know, I know which one you're talking about. They have the one at the shop <laughs> because it's the one where he's literally like. They Photoshop uh, him right in front of him. Yeah, like you see Rick Jones turning yeah. into the Hulk. Yeah, so. that, that's that's the one I was thinking of, and I'm like, yeah, you're right. And I was like, I know they got that one, and I didn't think of Rick James for Life of Me. I just heard the first part. <laughs> I was just went with it. I didn't care. Okay. Don't don't at me. Yes, add him about Rick, Rick James. Yeah, funny, Sonny. Good one. <laughs> okay. So my real on the hunt though. Now I can start. And thank joking. you guys for showing up. This has been a great I be episode. Angry now. <laughs> and uh Sonny is no longer allowed to speak. I am muting his mic for the rest of this episode. Cause he just I thought you to... wanted to see me be angry. Huh? I thought you wanted to see me be angry after I'm joking, I'm smiling. Don't you want to see me be mad every now and then? No. It's very nice of you, but I'm gonna talk about being mad. I might on the hunt. So remember I was talking about Quasar number thirty. I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't remember that one. Rick James on the mind. It, it, it's just pissing Come me on. off. It's making me mad. Come now. on, super freak. Come on, that's his song. So oh, I, I did. I did know. I thought that was a Rick Jones song. <laughs> yeah. Well, they they look pretty similar. <laughs> okay. So on the hunt is for Quasar number thirty. And then I think I'm going to get it on eBay with some other Quasar comics. Number 29, where Quasar looks pregnant. Uh, I was like, what the heck? And then all these other Quasars. I'm about to get it. And see, this will make you happy, Jamie. And then I place my bid uh, not so high. And then suddenly, some jerk beats me in the bid. So I raise Good. my bid. It still says on beat. I raise my bid again. It still says on beat. And I keep raising this bid. And this dang person, this jerk... I don't know how high they put it, and I lost the bid, and now I don't have Quasar 30. I don't have those other books. I won't have a mail call this week. I just plain old lost. So I'm sure you'd be happy about that now after I got you with the Rick James thing. But, yeah, so they jerk. They should have just let me get the comic, stay out of my way so I don't have to pay so much, and I can show you guys my comic's worth a lot of money. But I didn't get it. My On the Hunt continues. So... There's that. Jamie, are you on the hunt for anything else? Not at the moment. I already talked about it in the last on the hunt. All right. So. Which, if you guys don't remember, is Batgirl from the New 52, the series. Batgirl from the New 52. Um, Any specific issues you're looking for? No, the whole, I, I think I need like 7 through 40. Yeah. Okay. So. Any, okay, well, good any, luck. Anything, Hopefully, anything uh, twenty-five cent diving, I'm gonna do. Nice. So hopefully, you get like a a lot of them or something for a good price, and nobody beats you in the bid like that jerk beat me. Yeah, I don't bid. I'll, I just buy it. How dare they? Yeah, I tried to do bidding. You know, I was trying to save that money. All right, Jamie. Ready for our works? Okay, so. 
I can happily say I'm on to the next step with a series about a series. I have finished putting all the scenes together. Now I'm on color grading, making sure it looks all nice and pretty. And I'm moving on pretty fast, a lot faster than I thought with that. So I'm really happy that things are moving along with the series about a series. And even on accident when I was testing things out, I accidentally learned how to make myself green or pink or blue and all that stuff. Yeah, I, so I, I one day in the snap. future. Yeah. I was like, oh, well, there you go. Now I'm green. But it's pretty cool learning all this time it's taken to do this stuff. But in the end of the day, like we talked about with Moon Knight, we want it to be perfect. We want, we'd want we rather have them take their time on Moon Knight. So that's a great show. So I figured that with my show, too. I take my time. So it's all worth it in the end. And there we go for a series about a series. Oh, nope. One more thing. I don't know if you know this, Jamie. But, you know, like I said, working on color grading, then it gets to audio. Mm -hmm. But the man who does the music for the Codex podcast and decoding panels, our opening theme song, our ending theme song, Dave Markusic, is on board with the series about a series and has been working on some music that will be used on the series. Yeah, I, yeah, I know. He called me and told me about it. Yeah, so he's on board. So there we go. It's moving along. Moving along. I'm very excited for it. Very happy about it all. I'll make sure it all comes together nicely for everybody to enjoy. Good for you, bud. Thank you, my friend. Now, I know you've got a lot to talk about with the Codex podcast and everything we've got going on, man. So I will turn it over to you. Yeah, I've been busting my tail trying to get everything done um, within uh, our YouTube channel. Um, we've put 23 days out straight of content. Today is the first day. Yes, today is the f No, because... Technically, we're doing the podcast, so this isn't technically the first day. So tomorrow would be the first day I actually have where I'm not doing anything that has to do with editing, creating, listening to people's voices over and over again until my eyeballs bleed. Um, but we have now Codex Podcast. We have Decoding Panels. We have Decoding Panels Origins coming out, and we have more for you guys for Codex Gaming, which I'm very excited about. We put out the trial, like we, I said last week. I've been, well, I've been trying to play and they're going to be about 30 to 45 minute videos coming out. Um, as far as the scheduling goes, we will guys, we will update everybody on what's coming out when, when it is coming out. Um, I want to start something where you guys know exactly what day like decoding panels is going to be on what day decoding Panel origins, what day, you know, our show right here at, you know, the codex podcast is going to be on and then what day codex gaming is going to be on. Uh, I don't want you guys to miss a beat. I want 23 days straight was awesome. And I appreciate everybody that actually went out of their way, viewed everything, commented, liked, and subscribed. I was happy with that. Every subscriber, you know, I'm putting this all out there for you guys. So, uh, I want to make sure that all this structure works out for everybody. And yeah, we just keep doing something, putting something out like the, from the vaults, we're going to have scheduled now too, hopefully. Um, mail calls are a little bit iffier because of the fact that we don't know when everyone's getting their mail or what they ordered because communication wise. Um, so yeah, I'm excited. I'm ready. Uh, other than that, I mean, it's going to be great. Yeah, man. Good job. Good job to you, man. You know, kudos to you for putting it all out there. You know, though sometimes it seems like just someone would be like, oh, well, it's just posting a video, but it's not just posting. It's, it's a lot uh, like I said, especially when getting these episodes to download, put them together, to edit, it takes a long time. 
and then to actually do something every day and set things up. So you've been doing a great job with that, my friend. Thank you, thank you. And yeah, and I'm looking forward to. Oh, it. don't worry, stuff I'm too. editing out that Rick James shit. No, we gotta keep that. No, in, that, man. that's coming right out. Why would you edit? The best part of the episode. Oh, the best part. So this whole thing is not good, is what you're saying. Huh? Well, God, huh? Trust me, people are going to love that. Oh, uh, we'll see. How about this? I'll make it the, the snippet for the episode, and then we'll be in there. Snippet and part of the episode. We'll see. Moving on. Trust me, we're going to love it. And so I was even going to bring it up, but now we brought up Rick James quite a bit. We may have to name this episode Rick that James. That ain't happening. It goes pretty good with it. Mm, we'll see. Hey, sometimes I say we'll see, and sometimes it takes a while, but we, we got to have Rick James in here. We all know. Yeah, Rick James will haunt you. <laughs> I'm going to have to bring it up every episode. If it's taken out, I'm going to have to bring it up every episode. Yeah, I'll have it in for a later time then, and then we'll post the whole thing. Yeah. It needs to be with this episode. All right, keep going. Let's go. Moving on. You'll know it's worth it. You'll know Rick James is worth no, it. No, it's not, but we're going to keep Keep going. Okay. So now we move on to our... Yeah, we've passed on the hunt. We've passed our works. Yes, we're still talking about Rick James, though. But now we move on to our topic of the week, which is what horror movie... Which, sorry. Rick James on the mind. Our topic of the week. What horror villain would you like to see in comic books like Marvel, DC, and Image... Jamie, as usual, you have our top three. Yes, uh, the first one comes from Alexander Para. How about a DC one-shot where the heroes arrive on a parallel Earth during the Night of the Purge? And I thought that was interesting because it's totally... Purge, to me, isn't like a horror movie, like you would want to say. But it has that element. So I think that'd be a cool concept. What if, like, all of them just jumped in and everyone was killing each other, like for one night and what they would do. So that's that one. Dan Kelly comes out with Chucky combines with a symbiote. That would scare the crap out of me. Like 110%. It, it wouldn't even be like, I no. Um, and then one of my favorites is Bryn Anderson, Freddy Krueger in DC. The plot can involve a scheme with the Scarecrow. Which I think would be fantastic in the sense of both of them like running like a nightmare thing. The whole theme with the gas and Freddy going into everyone's mind. So. Okay. Well, there you go. There's our top three picks of the week. So, me, I'll mention this. Although, I love Michael Myers. I'm wearing a Michael Myers shirt. Um, a close, a runner-up for me was Pennywise, since he can like get into your fears and all things like that. But I thought that's kind of similar to you know what the Scarecrow does with the mask and everything. Mm-hmm. So for me, my pick is Freddy Krueger as well. I think Freddy Krueger because I could see the fight scenes being so cool, like you know him going into their dreams, and then they could fight any way. Because he could turn into pretty much anything in their dreams, especially like a fight between him and someone like, uh, like someone telepathic, like Professor Xavier or Jean Grey, somebody like that, where they can also fight back and it can just be an all out crazy war, or even possibly like a rogue, where if somehow 
in her dream if somehow she can touch him, if she can kind of get the powers. But I think Freddy Krueger is the most character that can have the most uh, options and you can have the most fun if Freddy Krueger is in comics. Either or, either or comic. Like I said, I'm leaning more towards Marvel because, you know, I'm a Marvel guy, the X-Men and everything. But I think Freddy, but Freddy Krueger is my pick. Okay. Good pick. I don't know. For me, it'd be it, I, I had a lot of time to imagine this in my head. Uh, but mine would be the Guardians of the Galaxy with Baby Groot, and it's Chucky fighting Baby Groot. <laughs> that would be quite a fight. <laughs> I feel like that would be awesome. I don't know why, but like in my head, it just makes sense. Yeah, I could see it being definitely an entertaining, funny fight to see. Yeah, yeah. both of them just running at each other would just make me cringe like oh my god this is happening yes even too even though like i said before with one of the comments the, the symbiote um chucky would be interesting to see because you know, he's, he's evil and takes the symbiote he wouldn't have to be you know two feet tall right yes there's some interesting picks so what horror movie villain would we like to see in, in comic books i go with freddy krueger jamie goes with chucky mainly chucky fighting mainly chucky fighting group baby group and there we go. We'll have another topic of the week within a few days. And now we move on to our review. I gave Jamie Mephisto versus, and in this comic, Mephisto versus the Fantastic Four, X Factor, the X Men, and the Avengers. And now I leave it up to Jamie to give the review. All right, guys. So how I did this was a little bit different. Um, I broke each book individually down as a score for itself, and then. Added it up, averaged it out, and then gave the full book its overall rating for me. Um, so if I'm looking over on the other side, not looking away, I'm just looking at the screen so I can read everything off. Um, so as far as Mephisto versus the Fantastic Four, the first part that threw me off was that She-Hulk was a part of the Fantastic Four. Um, but Fantastic Four discover an unknown shaft in the basement. There's heat coming out of it. Um, they don't know what the, what, what's going on and then it just disappears. Uh, we see Franklin, um, is having some type of premonitions about what's going to happen with his dad. His mom keeps saying over and over that he doesn't want his dad to die and he confronts the family. Now, after this Reed kind of sits there and says like, from all the premonitions that he's had, you know, They've come true. There was no reason for them to doubt their son. I I don't I don't get why you're still doing that. So, moving on, uh, we got trials going on. Um, basically, with Ben Grimm being jealous of what uh, Johnny Storm's doing or, or Johnny Storm's doing, uh, Johnny makes a few bad references, you know back to Grimm and then he disappears we have uh Johnny where he kills an entire like tennis stadium like he takes everybody out with like a blast he blanks out don't see him no more uh Reed is talking to Franklin and mailman tells him that there is a package down deep below and he goes to grab it and he's gone and then with uh, Sue, she was being careless, knocked over what seemed to believe was a coffee like jar, mug thing. And she vanished as well. 
Um, it shoots over to all of them being trapped in Mephisto's realm. Mephisto comes out and basically says that he wants Franklin's soul. Uh, Reed tries to offer himself up, but come to find out previously his soul was taken, which confused me a little bit because it was stating how it made it was the cause of the rocket malfunction causing them to become the Fantastic Four. Um, Mephisto makes Reed into like a zombie-like state where he can't really do much, and then Mephisto wants Sue uh, at his side in order to release the Fantastic Four. I thought it was a good issue overall. A uh, little confusing at one point, but nothing that, you know, couldn't get over. So for that rating, I gave it an 8.6 overall. We move into Mephisto versus the X-Factors. Mephisto believes that he's being misunderstood, that Everyone's looking at him in a different light. Um, he has Sue as his pawn, but realizes he wants a more strong, like, noble soul as his own. Um, the Fantastic Four get a clue, basically, that they're gonna, uh, Mephisto's going to be going after the X-Factor team. Uh, as then the X-Factors, or the X-Factor are working out, Reed stops by, he explains what's going on and why. He also says that he usually would go to Dr. This is something you would go to Dr. Strange for, but he doesn't want to bring him into this. Um, there's old man that shows up that later shows that he is Mephisto. Uh, there's a scuffle. Sue is playing the damsel in distress and basically leaves the whole X Factor team to the warehouse or to a warehouse. And Mephisto tries to figure out all of their like biggest desires of what they want out of life. The only person to refuse at the time was Iceman. Mephisto basically takes all of them out. Um, he gets rid of everyone besides Jean Grey though. And he asks for her to join him. She does agree. Um, so that way everyone is free, including Sue. Uh, now Jean is taken to Mephisto's realm. So, this one, for me, I wasn't the biggest fan of it. Uh, I mean, there, I'm not a big X-Factor fan, and then seeing like the X-Men entangle with it, even though the third issue is involving the X-Men, kind of threw me off, I want to say. So, I gave it a 7-8, which isn't bad. So, um, next up, we have Mephisto versus the X-Men. So, there's... At the beginning, demons are torturing Jean Grey. Mephisto makes like this comic book reference in there about uh, you can't like mess with her. She needs to be in pristine condi condition. And then the whole Mylar bag idea, making sure nothing's wrong with her, that she's not hurt. Um, come to find out, Mephisto is crumbling and he is decaying. Um, later, read. Richards realizes Mephisto is looking for the soul of a god. So that way he can better himself. Um, we see Rogue's powers and she kind of goes back and forth with Wolverine a little bit. Rogue meets with Mephisto and there is an exchange between both of them. And then there is a kiss between both of them. Which threw me completely sideways. Uh, Mephisto realizes his powers are being sucked away. Rogue tries to save the X-Men. But 
in her mind, uh, she's actually taking all their powers. Um, Mephisto actually had her doing this all along. He had full control. Um, he shows that he was never afraid of her to begin with. And it's ending with Rogue realizing she gets all the X-Men captured. So for this one, I actually did enjoy this. Uh, even the, the whole kiss part, the whole everything in there. Um, overall, I gave this one a nine for me. Okay. Moving on, we have Mephisto versus the Avengers. So we see the X-Men from the past issue, but there was a little bit of a problem with me with this because some of them weren't there that were in the last issue. Which is a little weird if you look back. Like, you'll see, like, I think Longshot was one of them that was missing from the book before to this one. Um, um, I think I remember at one point he threw Longshot aside and he said, like, I don't need him. He's from another yeah, planet. He, he doesn't have a I, soul. I know he, like, but, like, him just not being there at all kind of, I was like, he'd still be there, wouldn't he? Okay. Unless he threw him into another realm. Um, Mephisto is visited by the Living Tribunal. Uh, he tells Mephisto he, uh, he's basically changing everything, the multiverse, the landscape of everything. Um, Mephisto explains that he's losing his powers um, and finds out that Mephisto's true prize is Thor's soul. Now, we see Thor's beaten up from a battle previously and then jumps to the Avengers. And also, which was my favorite part, was the West Coast Avengers show up. Um, they encountered a... Like the whole flame wall that we see throughout the whole series or the whole four issues of Mephisto. Um, Hela arrives to confront Mephisto, telling him not to take Thor's soul. Mephisto, again in comic book fashion, uh, traps Thor in Mylar. Um, uh, the Avengers fight Mephisto, but they get bested by him. Thor is taken to Mephisto's realm. Mephisto tries to persuade Thor to join him while Thor resists. Um... Let me scroll down because I lost the page. Oh, uh, Hello comes out basically warping the minds of the Avengers on why they're there and why they don't need to be there. And the Avengers leave. Mephisto tells Thor he did all this so that he would be ready when Hello is ready to fight. So that way he can best her. I don't want to give too much more away on this part. Um, but... This one did. This is the my least favorite of I think all of them. I did the my favorite part about this this issue was the West Coast Avengers popping up in it. So I gave it a seven one. So all of them combined, I give the full for Sonny's you know trade uh, overall is an eight point one. Okay, Jamie gives Mephisto versus eight point one. And now, like I said, you were pretty much going over it. Uh, you were pretty much going over it, so I could, I'll just quickly talk about it. Yeah, this is one I read years ago, and then obviously revisited it so that we could do it now. But yeah, like I said, you pretty much covered a lot. Uh, the one thing I would say with me is that I did feel sometimes there would be a lot of talking. That sometimes, like, okay, it didn't need to go that long. I'm fine with talking, but like, it's a ton of the X factor. He was a lot of it was he was talking, but then like, hey. If you do this, like Cyclops, I'm sure you'd love it if it was, you know, Jean Grey and Madeline Pryor were one person. That talking's fine, but sometimes it felt there was some uh, unnecessary 
uh, prolonged conversations going on. But overall, you know, I liked it. I think it's a pretty fun book. I didn't think like, oh, this is such a classic. You need to read it. But if you're a Mephisto fan, it's it's a good read. Like I said, this is is his miniseries. He's taken on a lot of the some of the greatest superheroes in Marvel. And for me, when in the X Factor issue, when it was talking about like, oh, it, this takes place before this, and uh, this also takes place before this. Like I said before, Archangel's you know suicide attempt that wasn't his. He really wasn't committing suicide, but that's for later on. But when it was mentioning things in X Factor, I was like, oh, X Factor, that sounds pretty interesting. And then that's when I started looking into X Factor. And then that's when I got into X Factor was after reading this. So that makes me, uh, I think it's a few points up for me. But like I said, uh, you know, that was interesting with the X-Men to other characters. I thought it was pretty funny how he threw Longshot aside and said, you know, I don't need his, he, he doesn't have a soul or he doesn't have one that I need. That he, <laughs> out of every way, he didn't care for Longshot. Yeah. But in the end, then suddenly reports I felt almost didn't go together. Like what you were mentioning with certain Avengers characters was that at points, you know, he's fighting rogue and rogue punch him pretty far out. And like, you know, she can, uh, she was faster than him. And then suddenly the Avengers one, he's just taking out everybody like so fast. Like when you expect, like I was expecting this big fight and he's just taking out everybody like this. As he's growing weaker. Like as he's growing weaker, like it was kind of like, Oh, he just took him out like nothing. And I kind of don't like that when they do that too many times with supervillains, when, especially when they make some of the greatest superheroes get beaten rather easily. Because I'm like, you're going to regret that later because you want those heroes to be you know, tough, not to get taken out with one hit or two. And then yeah, I would say, like you said, the Avengers one I think was my least favorite. I was expecting since it's the last issue to be a bigger ending. And I felt a bit let down by the ending. But overall, like I said, I enjoyed it. I think it was fun, so I recommend it. Perfect time for an October read. And like I said, the X Factor one pretty much led me towards reading X Factor and starting it from the beginning. So for me, I get, I like Mephisto versus I give it a 7.7. Hmm. Yeah, so for me, I give it 7.7. Although I usually rate things really high, 7.7 is still good. I still enjoy it. So. Jamie goes with 8.1. I go with 7.7. Nice. So there we go. We have it. Mephisto versus. And now on to the last part of our show. Jamie, you've got a comic to give to me. Yeah, and for next, or not next week, but whenever we you get a chance to read it, um, I'm going to give you Deadpool versus Carnage in light of Venom being out right now. There you go. Uh, Deadpool vs. Kong sounds good. Love both characters. I'm excited to read it. And like I said, it's a four-issue series, yes. right? Okay, good. And like I said, we'll review that, I'm guessing, let's say around two weeks from now, probably. Sounds good to me. All right, man. Well, it's been a great episode. It's been fun. I've had fun messing with you. Have fun. Good thing we got to go over Mephisto versus. Anything before we go? No, just the usual. So thank you, everyone, for coming. Uh, thanks, everyone, for watching. Uh, don't forget to comment, like, share, hit that subscribe button, and that notification bell so you don't miss all the content that we are putting out for you guys. Um, and as usual, I hope you guys have a great one, and be kind to one another, and see you guys next week. Yeah, see you guys next week. You all take care, and always remember, what if Rick James was the...